What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, All the Smoke, Season 2. Jack, we back in L.A., bro. My brother, happy to be back in these seats. What is this velvet? Iced out, we got the iced out velvet? We got a, man, a, a multi-talented uh, array of talents. Uh, a guest, I mean, rapper, poet, activist, actor. Jack of all trades. Man, can't say enough good things about our brother today. Common, yeah, man, man welcome. Thing. Thank you for peace, coming. Peace, My brother. Peace, good Great brother. to have peace you. Peace to the God. Yes, sir. You already know. Good to see you, bro. Yeah, Let's jump into it. Uh, May 2020, you started a... Uh, a campaign, We Matter Too. Yeah. Can you tell us and the fans what that's about? So that was really, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with, with people that's incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when COVID hit, of course, they were forgotten. They've been forgotten mm-hmm. in many ways before COVID. Yeah. So, um, you know, what we did was really team up with different organizations that was already doing some of the work and just start, started figuring ways that we can highlight that, hey, mm. some of these people that's, that's been locked up for, for charges that we know they should be out on, should be getting released. We did a, um, a quick short film that was directed by this sister named Savannah. She did a dope job. Just giving us a quick view of how people were feeling in there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as we was talking before off camera, it's like, man, a lot of people that I met inside, just, man, we just need to be heard. We yeah. want to be seen. We want to like feel like we a person, a human mm-hmm, being. Mm-hmm. So during this time, they really needed that. So that's why we decided to, to get into that We Matter too. I think what's important too, and not just in what you're doing, but overall, you partner with people that are already doing something in the space. I think often we think we need to reinvent the wheel when we don't. We can we can lend our platform, our voice, our likeness to, to, to groups that are doing great work that just need some magnif- uh, magnification or a little bit of a push. Bro, that's key. That's, a, that's wisdom right there because... You know, sometimes when you 
first thinking, like a lot of people say, man, I want to do something, I want to do something. And, and I, I first say, man, find out what you care about. Like, right. what, what are you passionate about? Like what? And then along with that, it's like, man, there's people out there doing that. So find if you can team up with them. If, and if you don't find that's the right connection. Damn. Like point blank, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't have been able to do the work I've been doing in prisons if I didn't team up with where ARC is kind right. of wasn't it? Because he had already established right. Right. and had been doing it for years. You just enhance what he's doing. Uh, yes, yeah, simple as that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as you said, strengthen in the numbers of yes. us just building together. Yeah. yeah, together. So that's that man. That's an important like thing for me to to be reminded and remind everybody. Man, it ain't like we always got to invent the wheel. Just right. really taking your heart and soul and, and and you know, stack. You've been in it. You've been in it too, doing like. Some of the things you're gonna do, like with, with with just your team, some of you go team up with, with other. other people that's doing it. Some people just go may ask you to just show up for them, mm -hmm. and you do that too. But it's you know it's all different ways. But it's people that's been doing this work mm -hmm. for, long before us. Long before us. Yeah. yeah. Everything everything is really recycled. But what you're doing is similar to what we out there doing in the streets. We giving the voiceless a voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The narrative and and the stigma of us been twisted and, and, and displayed as, as thugs and just wrong for so long, we finally have a, time, a chance to control our own narrative and to speak our own truths, our own stories. And people that, like mothers that have their sons murdered for police justice and, and don't have a Stephen Jackson to speak up for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need a voice. And you're doing this the same way in the prison system mm -hmm. with these. A lot of guys should definitely be out of jail, probably in jail for nothing. Yeah. Oh, shit. And, they don't, and nobody will never know because they don't have a voice. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So what you're doing is similar to what we're doing. I yeah. applaud you for that, man. Uh, yeah, give thanks. We, I mean, for me, it even, you know, at a certain point, even just when I first started rhyming, I was like, okay, I want to just be dope. I want niggas to know who I am. Like, right. That's just the essence of what... Like, I love hip-hop. But then eventually, just looking around and seeing where I grew up, getting to go to different cities, I was like, man, I got a chance to, like, really be a voice for them, too, mm -hmm. through, through, this, through the music. And um, that's where the music started becoming that. And then eventually I was like, oh, man, I got to put my body in, in this. You know, mm -hmm. I got to be there, mm -hmm. like, for certain things and, like, start thinking of creative ways to actually see the change happening, like seeing, like changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And like one of the things that we did in, in, in California that I'm like always, out of a lot of things I've done and accomplished, whatever professionally, like we've been able to get some bills passed that was like for, for people who was doing serving LWAPs, life without parole, for juveniles who was serving LWAPs they no longer can be sentenced to to life without parole as, mm. as a juvenile. juvenile. And, it, and it took us some time. We was up in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. We had a concert up there where we, you know, J. Cole performed with us, Andrew Day, Let Us See, different artists. Man, they thought like 10,000 people was going to show. We had like 30,000 mm. people mm -hmm. on the Capitol. Mm -hmm. We rocked. rocked. And then the next day, we went and, went and sat down and met with legislators about like, hey, these is what some... And we sat down with people who... You know, it was Republicans, different people who weren't necessarily always with that. But as you said, when, when we are the voices for those who, who don't get a chance to sit in those rooms, you know, they're going to respond. They're going to respond. They're going to respond. They're going to respond. Like, they're going to want to sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. And as long as we, you know, know what, what we're there for yeah. and just speak from the heart, man, we, we took some people who was not thinking about prison reform and criminal justice reform, we took them to Folsom Prison, different government officials man we had them 
we had the, the former um, chief of staff to the to the last governor of California. God bless her soul. She passed, but she sat in a circle with all these men that were incarcerated. And we just sat, man, and talked and, and had, man, we said a prayer together. She heard their stories. Some of them brothers that deserved to be out ended up getting out because mm-hmm. of that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, we got to be the bridges and, and the avenues be. and the channels. Well, I think that's it. huge because, yes, I mean, so. they have to feel it. And they've never wanted to feel it before. And I think in 2020 is now is you have to, you have to step outside yourself because it's bigger than you, and, and at least try to put our shoes on. You ain't even got to walk a mile or a step. Just at least have the, you know, the, the ability to have enough compassion to be like, okay, well maybe this doesn't directly affect me, but it does directly mm-hmm. affect another human being. Yeah. So let me see what this is about. And yeah. I think that's what 2020 has, has brought us. You know, it, it's been a domino effect of negative things since Kobe, uh, you know, since Kobe passed, and then the pandemic, and then. And, you know, George passed, but we were all still kind of looking for stuff and we were forced to kind of see that America kind of finally reared its nasty head and its nasty history. And although some people still want to fight it and say there's not issues, enough people of other races have seen that there is a real issue here. So now what is our plan moving forward? And it doesn't just stop with elections in a week. You know, this is this is something that we have to carry the torch for, like everyone in the past has done for us. It's our turn now. Yeah. And we have to carry the torch. And, and, and November 3rd is not the finish line. It's really the start. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's just a, a, a continuous process. And I think in the past, people have got a, gotten a past saying, oh, it's not for me. My voice isn't heard. You know, that my, my vote doesn't count. And we, oh, you're right. With this, it, like now I think we have to take it as a responsibility as, as African-Americans particularly to understand, like, what is at stake? Yeah. And everything we're fighting for now, we may not directly feel, but our kids are going to feel. Yeah. And their kids are going to feel. So hopefully they don't have to go through this shit again. Yeah, that's so, man, I, I mean, the elections is super important. And like you said, that's one aspect, but it's a it's a necessary aspect because ultimately those those policymakers are making decisions on the way we live. At the end of the day, y'all see the difference in between what's happening in Minnesota and what's happening mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's people in government positions who are making those decisions. Yeah, I went to Minnesota. I, right after you, but I, but I went there and just sat down with some community leaders and, and their governor and Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and, and it was a Congresswoman um, Ayanna Presley. And I was like, man, these are government officials who really care. Like they had people organizing from the hood there that was like, you know, Cassidy was like your uncle that was doing it for a long time mm-hmm. but that he had a chance to speak. And I was like, man, the fact, and the governors and and, and the mayor of both cities of St. Paul and and uh, Minneapolis was sitting there listening. No no government official said nothing. They just listened to the people. And I, mm-hmm. I felt like you could see the difference between them and, and the people in Kentucky. They make a real change in Minnesota. In Minnesota, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. They make mm-hmm. it. And, and, and that, to me, is a direct thing of us saying, man, we, we got to have elected officials who represent us, who are us. They mm-hmm. think like us, and everything is not going, we're not going to agree with everything Mm-mm. they do. We'll, y- y'all don't agree with everything. Mm, right. Y'all brothers, we, bro- right. we mm-hmm. ain't going to agree on everything. But it's like, man, we see this, we got, like you said, the same, same vision. Goal. We got the same Try goal. We go to the same place. We want, and it's politicians out there that, that have that. And I think, you know, this election is like the mo- one of the most, uh, we are, they always say it's the most important, but it's, it's very important because man, it's the step that we taking. People are already in movement. We already moving towards mm-hmm. what what we saying that goal. The election got to happen for certain things. I mean, 
the voting got to happen for certain things to keep moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. And we continue to hold them accountable when we vote for them. Mm -hmm. But then we do our community work. Right. Yes. You know. Take care of each other take, while we're doing take that. Take care of each other. Like, I, I always be like, man, it ain't no one or the other. Why can't I, I do can both? Do, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, yeah. What's going to limit me from doing but, both? But also what people have to realize, and we spoke about this earlier, is it's not just the federal vote. Like yeah. you said, it's the local and state vote that we're talking about. We directly can, we, we put people in place that are directly responsible for either, you know, putting a police chief in, in, in a spot. We yeah. vote for the mayor. We vote for the DA. These are all people that have a, a say or a hand somewhat, some way into charging these cops. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all stuff on that we can see direct turnaround for. So, you know, we talk about voting and, and we got to wake up and we got to educate ourselves, but we're so far behind because we are never even supposed to get to this point. We're never right. supposed to have a footing. We're never supposed to have a voice. So we can't tackle all this shit at once. It's, to me, it's about bite-sized pieces. Like yes. I said, start small, something you're passionate about, a prop. 16 that yeah. California's trying to pass the prop that you passed with the police yeah. reform like there's stuff that you can directly see immediate change on when you vote yeah. and you see some kind of reward and then to me I think that's going to encourage you to be like okay well let me learn about some more stuff and then next time I'm going to vote for more and continue yeah. to educate ourselves because like I said we were never meant to have a say anyway and now that we actually do have a say what what are we trying to say yeah that, that's what real. are we trying to say yeah. and then you know it is intimidating I went and voted yesterday um in Chicago, I was in, in Chicago and I voted and I was looking and I was like, you know, I had to call and get information on some of the people, yes, just point blank. Absolutely. Just, it's a lot. And then some I just didn't know. So I'm like, okay, it's intimidating when you look at that ballot and you're like, oh man, da da da. So I understand what you're saying as far as, man, take a step, vote for something that you believe in or some, certain people you know. Mm -hmm. You might not know everybody, but that's right. all right. And, I, and one of the things we're doing, like with this organization, Urgency 2020, that we're doing and we've been doing for the past days is going to different cities and states, educating people on down the ticket. Like <clears throat> we went to South Carolina, we went to Florida, we went, you know, the swings. We went, to, yeah, we do swing mm -hmm. states and then some stuff in Wisconsin and and, and saying, hey, y'all, these are some of the people. And, hey, black people, brown people, we got to get out and vote. And mm. like these are people that actually, you know, care for you or they represent you they, yeah. and they align. And you know, for me, I'm like, I ain't speaking up for nobody unless I then sat and know it. Yeah. Like looked them in their eyes and I know that like, okay, mm -hmm. you gonna and we gonna we got something a lot in alignment and we gonna do this. So like Jamie Harrison is one of the people in South Carolina that got a chance to change those things. And mm -hmm. and and my thing is educating people just like I needed to be educated. I ain't know our state's attorney in Chicago is is a woman named Kim Fox who obviously makes decisions on, she came for Cabrini Green. I didn't know about her till it was I was doing a documentary and I got to sit down and build with her. But from that point on, I started like seeing what she was doing in the community and, and I support her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, little did I know that that's the woman that's making decisions on like, if somebody, if a police officer kills, mm, see, you know, I did, I did, yeah. I point blank. I, I needed to learn but, that. Like I said, we learn it and we find out because, like I said, there's stuff that we can align our likeness to for situations to, to shine light on people who really do care about us and really yeah. do have our best interests in it at heart. But most of the time, we don't know, so we don't feel like there's no one that represents us, so we don't vote. Yeah, exactly. and then that's what they count on. That's what the other stuff they they want us not to. We they want us to be discouraged, like we get discouraged sometimes with with, with due cause. Yeah, because it's very discouraging, you know. 
voter suppression and all the fake ballots and fake information yeah. and fake boxes. I mean, it, it's tough. But like I said, I think now it is the time that we got to stand and we have to unite. Like, I think it's great that there's so many different. I, I, I don't recall another time where there are so many people with a platform, whether it's actors, uh, musicians, athletes that are actually, you know, talking about voting and talking about registering yeah. to vote and how important it is to be a part and have your voice heard even if we haven't done it in the past or you don't feel like it's going to work it's never going to change if we don't right. so let's 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 man. come together and figure out what we're going to do that's what you just said is like i'll be like man it ain't like even the first time i voted i was like man even if this shit don't count i just know i did it i right. made an effort to try to do try, it right you know like and, and, and it ain't hurt me to like the other day when i voted it took five minutes Mm. So I'm like, I took, you know, some time out, five minutes out of my day. I'm making this effort. I know it's going to work. I mm -hmm. know it's going to count. And it is discouraging because I've been a part of things where it's like, man, we going like, 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 yeah. And it's, and, but, but man, I feel like if I fight, I fight for everything else, man. I fight for a lot of things, you know, like, and I keep, I kept working on my, my art form to get better as an MC. I kept, I keep working on my acting. I keep working on different things. I, I can keep pushing that and kicking that door down for for us, comes, for, for the us. people, yeah, for right? The people. You're part of the Showtime family with the with the show Shy. Uh, yeah. You know, you do a little executive producing and, and acting on it. How did that situation come about? You know, uh, Lena Lena Waithe, who who created the Shy, she she from Chicago, and she uh, one of one of my producing partners was like, man, this 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 sister with a script is dope. You should check it out. So um, I eventually checked it out and was like, man, this is dope. And I, I was geeked to that it was a show about Chicago and she, you know and she was being creative it was like it wasn't like a documentary mm -hmm. but she was you that know it's dope you mess with that joke thanks what? Bro. that yo, shit is dope yo thank you man I really appreciate it and we man I ain't gonna lie I'm one of the proudest things I'm a part of because you know first of all she doing her thing and telling the story but we got so many like Chicago people working on mm, the set yeah. right. so it's like to go home and be like man the, the makeup artist I mean, the person that do hair used to do my mother's hair growing up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, the the locations manager, the black woman from Chicago, actors from, you know, it's it's great to be able to go but home. But the authenticity is that much stronger. Yeah. You know, when you involve the community, the, the community blank. feels like they have a hand in like one of the biggest shows on television. Point you know blank. what I mean? Yeah. Like that's my city right you there. Circulate like, money. Working, right? Circulate money you back in the city. Let the dollar yeah. circulate. What else are you working on uh, right now in 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 the Creative space, acting yeah. space, because yeah. I know you're, you're you're big, and I'm a fan. Like you were one yeah. of the guys that had like low key crossed over, and some people like common the actor common, like nah, yeah. the rapper the common yeah. that actually acts too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've been able to make that transition. So what else are you working on in this space? Well, I'm working on a new new film. Um, actually, I'm leaving to go out in a couple of days to go film this movie called Alice. It's an independent movie um, that this woman wrote that um, named Kristen Verlinden. And I'm Kiki Palmer starring in it too, but it's a cool. I, I really like the. It's a really dope piece that I'm excited about that. And um, also working on producing a couple TV shows, and I'll, I'll be acting in. And creatively, I also, you know, recorded a, a new album that Drops be coming out. Yeah. Coming speak out on it. Speak days. on it. Speak yeah. on it. October 30th. It's called A Beautiful Revolution Part One, and um, the single just dropped yesterday mm -hmm. with Black Thought called Say Peace. So I'm man. I, I got. Inspired on that, I ain't never made an album like in about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. It always take a long time, but mm -hmm. but I was like, man, I just seen. I think after being still in the, in the, when when the pandemic first hit, 
and just kind of just getting a chance to reflect on life and where I am, who I am, what I want, looking at all what's going on with people, having some time to read, just be still. I wasn't trying to write and do nothing at that point. But then eventually, as I started getting into the creative like energy, I was like, man, I just was feeling it. So we out. cooked up a, 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 man, I got a piece, man. I can't yeah. wait to, it's, it's out on the 30th, so check, check it. Check it I mean, Jack, you just dropped your, your yeah. piece in, in same energy. You know, that was one thing Jack said, that he felt like he's learned so much in this last six to eight months than, he, than he's yeah. ever learned. You know what I mean? And, and he took it out and put it out in his music as well. So I'm sure as, you know, to be able, as an artist, to be able to, put your feelings out on the paper and then share them with the world is always a blessing. You all, you always been able to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a culture, we expect that from you. We, we expect that music that's going to take us there. Yeah. That, that's going to make us feel what's going on think in today. It. Yeah, it's going to take us there. We expect yeah. that from you. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. I'm, I'm, I, man, what's going on is like exactly like that's what I'm on, like meaning I'll be wanting that that music that feel like Marvin Gaye or Bob Marley or Stevie Wonder or KRS-One. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it's a duty when you do music that's conscious or, or like aware. It still got to be dope. Like like that's the, the the music that I love listening to and grew up. It, it ain't only just conscious music, but when it is conscious music, it's dope. It's still has like, beats like, dope. Everything dope. The beat got to be dope, but you got to style on the it. Feeling, yeah. But I, but the stack, you know, probably. When you get more information, like you like you said, you had something to say on on this project because, you know, I mean, you you rhyme, so you like, man, I probably you probably like, yo, I experienced all this different stuff. It was easier this time because I was in the middle of it. Like I, I, I was, this was my real pain. I wasn't just rapping for the hell of it. Like right. what I was saying this time was stuff that I really been through, that I really seen, yeah, that I, that I really want to say because I can't get it out no other way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this was totally different than anything I've ever dropped. Man, I ain't even know that rap would be that for me, but that's what it, it has been like. Certain things you can't get out like in no other way, but just as an artist, especially when you do have the outlet or you discover that this is man something I do. This is what I want to do, and it's always been like been like that for me. So if I see other people's pain or I'm experiencing my pain, I always been like I'm gonna speak to it. But my my goal is to speak to it. And, and put a charge to it, like get them uplifted and get them out of the darkness. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna speak on the darkness if it's there. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, I like giving solutions too. Cause I ain't gonna just say, man, we we in the hole and not be like, yo, let me try to help you get out of this hole. If I can, you know, I'm gonna tell you how I got out of this hole. Hopefully right. it can help you. Well, that's what most people realize too, whether yeah. you, you're putting in your music or, or, or you're acting or just speaking out it publicly. Most of the time we don't, you know, it's not, we know that us sharing our ups and downs, or mostly our downs, are going to inspire someone else. Yeah. Because look at me, Common went through this shit, Jack went through this shit, Matt went through this shit, LeBron went through this shit, so I can make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we can affect one mind or encourage one person, that is, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's a win. You know what I mean? But when you're able to encourage millions upon millions of people just by being real and, and, and spilling, spilling your truth, that's where the real reward comes from. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I, I, you know, I was like, like early on in my career, I, I was writing a song, I was writing a song about abortion. And this was like early on, and I was like, some shit I had been through with, with the girl I was with. And I just wrote it, cause it was like, I was reading these different poems, poetry, and I was like, man, they be saying whatever they feel. So I was kind of like, I'm just gonna go there with it. I'm gonna actually just tell this story. And I did, and I and I put the record, I was a record that Lauryn Hill actually sang on, and we. You know, the record came out, we shot a video and everything. And I remember performing in a concert 
And then this dude came up to me afterwards and was like, yo, man, that, that record, man, it's called Retrospect for Life. He was like, that record, man, made me decide to have my child because I was mm. going through the same things and this and that. I was like, yo, I was just telling my story. Right. I didn't know that this, exactly. this thing could really like mm-hmm. shift people's lives like that. Yes. That, that, that was a, um, one of them moments where you like, dang, okay, this is really meaningful and I could do something with this. Yes. Growing up in Chicago, basketball has been a part of your life. Uh, yeah. Most people don't know you. Are. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be y'all. Nigga. I wanted to be y'all. You know, y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all know, y'all know. Most, most people didn't know you were a ball boy for the for the Bulls in the 80s. Is that before MJ got there? Did you, was there any crossover with MJ? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was right there when MJ came. I, I started a year before. How old were you at this time? I, I was like 11 or 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, my father played in the ABA yeah. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, so Rest in peace. Yeah, God bless his soul. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. And um, Rod Thorne was hit one of his teammates. So Rod Thorne kind of was general manager for the Bulls, got me. He said, yo, you write a letter, you get the job. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much get the job. So I wrote the, a letter. I got the job. I was there when Mike first came. Wow. You, I used to have man. I used to get, you know, you know, y'all used to give away gym shoes after a few games. I used to get gym shoes. I'd be selling them, giving them to my teachers. I had a pair of Air Jordans, like some of the first Jordans, and he signed them, and I gave them to my father. When my father started wearing them, he was wearing them to my shows and stuff. I'm like, yo, Pops, <laughs> yo, you got to put them Jordans yeah, away. Right? They're meant to be worn, right? These, these ain't meant to be worn. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was an incredible experience. You know, I was just geeked to be around all that and be there when Mike first came and mm-hmm. I remember Mike Mike was playing um Houdini like and, and he had a radio playing Houdini when he first came like one of the first exhibition games and they was like nah you can't play that music then after that first game man he could play whatever he wanted <laughs> like, really yeah Mike that's yeah, crazy he Mike they was like oh Whatever you want. Yeah, for real. Any cool one-on-one interaction you had with them at, at a young age you can recall? Just you know, shooting around with them. That's more. Well, one thing happened there that um, where I was like, these kids asked me to get an autograph, and I was like, okay, I'll do it for five dollars. So I went and took it down to Mike. I said, yo, can you get me get this autograph? And he told me to sign it. You know, he's like, oh, you sign it. Go ahead, sign it. So I signed it, took it up to the kids. And the kid looked and was like, man, this ain't Michael. Because I spelled Michael wrong and shit. And he was like, man, what the hell? But I mean, <laughs> so obviously I ain't getting my $5. But, uh, but nah, man, I mean, even later, you know, as I said, I had hoop dreams. Y'all know mm-hmm. that. But but, but uh, I saw Mike. This was I played in one of them celebrity games. I thought I did good. And Mike saw me and was like, man, you better stick to rapping and acting. <laughs> I was like, man, this cat. Yeah, yeah, MJ classic. Got a chance to play in the Hoop movie though. Yeah, yeah, that's that yo, was a good movie. That was my, the team for right. What was that yeah, called? Yeah, shout out to yeah, Queen. It was called Just Right. Yeah, Just yeah, Right. Yeah. Queen, man, she. Yeah, she's she, dope. Yo, she is she's super dope. dope. She one of my favorite people to collaborate with. People I met in it, it, just overall. She I just, love her. Hey, right, so normally this is at the end of the show, but since we talking about her and you know her, help her get up. We need we need her on the show. Yeah, I love her. Put a word in for her. I love her. Yeah, big fan of Queen. Oh man, we could. Yeah, Queen is dope. She's just down to earth. Yeah, and she's dope in every aspect. We talking about like somebody that's super dope acting. She can sing, rap, rap, right, right. She cold, man. Hell yeah, good person. And she beautiful. She beautiful, bro. Like she doing doing that movie. I was like, yo, you know, that was my chance to really live out the hoop dreams because I was like playing the NBA yeah, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the injury, so, had to do the injury and all. Yeah, do the injury and all. Somebody called me just yesterday like, yo, you, you really 
you did the injury for real. I was like, all right, yeah, it did. You know, I, I just wanted to get my all because that was my first, my first um, leading role yeah. too. And it was like kind of living two dreams in one. Okay, I get to play this NBA player, but and it's my first leading role. So, man, I gave him my all. We did our best. I'm glad. To this day, people come up to me like, yo, that Just Right movie is it, kids and women. And yeah. be like, yo, that Just Right movie. I mess with that. You know? That's yeah, what's up, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, obviously, growing up in Chicago, tons of basketball talent comes through there. And then you also were shaped through basketball and then your creativity with your music and your art. Who, anyone in particular shaped you or inspired you in, in either of those lanes? Yeah, for me, uh, Isaiah Thomas was like a real inspiration. Zeke. Yeah, Shout Zeke, being, Zeke. He, being from Chicago, like he was the first point guard that was like, that I, you know, I was like, I mean, I saw like Kenny Patterson and cats like that, but they, but Isaiah was from Chicago. So it was like, different. and he was, man, he was different. He was a killer. So I, I love his game. Man, that was that's somebody who really I would say, and then I, I ain't gonna lie, like a, a lot of y'all, you know, we get inspired by y'all, cause man, y'all made it to the highest level. I heard um, Kenny Smith say something, that I was like, damn. He said, man, only like five thousand people or some some number like Can that ever made, say they made played it to, the NBA, played yeah. in the NBA court, and you know how many millions people tried to tried to make it, like so that's like. It's crazy, yeah. That, it's to be rare. chosen out of, like, fuck. oh, man. That's so people don't understand. It's crazy. I mean, especially today with the disrespect. Everyone is crazy because you don't have to be held for your, for, accountable for your words. But to be the last man on the bench, like, you, he's a very good player. He go around and bust anybody's ass in any kind yeah. of gym, but people don't understand because just because you don't get a lot of time on an NBA team, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than making it to the NBA. The NBA and people bro. don't understand. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the <laughs> world wants to be in the NBA. The you know what I mean? You like, keep it real. Like, that's the one sport globally that everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to be Kobe, Mike, LeBron. That, that's the one sport. And that's to make it sport. and have some longevity in it, like, you really did something if you had some longevity yeah, yeah. in a game like yeah, that. Yeah, so respect to both of y'all, brothers. Oh, I mean, that's that. like, and, you know, and to reach that highest level and stay there and, and win championships too, mm -hmm. but just even to get there on that court mm -hmm. is like, I mean, still to this day, you see, like, from I mean, from actors to rappers to everybody wanted, like you said, worldwide want to do it. Everybody want to hoop. Everybody want to hoop, man. J. Cole, I heard J. Cole going for his. Yeah, right? hey, man. <laughs> yeah I heard it too. Master P got his shit. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Man? I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at yeah, Master P had his run. Let J. Cole see if he can get it. If you could do yeah. it, you could do it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Do it, you I don't, do it. It, it don't matter. Yeah. Ain't no labels. When do you feel like you found your footing as an artist? You know what? I feel like I find my footing. I found it. First, when I was like going into this album called Resurrection, because that was that was 90, 93, 94, because I released the album and, and it didn't get the response I thought. Because, you know, when I first was releasing the music, I was thinking, okay, people release the album, they got a video, they made it. But I did, I released it and, and people weren't responding to it. So it made me have to do a lot of soul searching, mm -hmm. you know, and just be like, man, you got to get better. This ain't about the label. This ain't about the beats. It ain't about what radioing. This about yo, you. Like, are you going? Are you built for this? Like, and, and man, I just started like as musicians say, going in the shed. I was freestyling, rhyming. I was reading different books. Start listening to John Coltrane and different things that I wasn't up on. Mm. That would give me like open my my mind space up. I remember writing this song. I used to love her, and you know that song eventually went on and became something where they made a movie about it and people did different 
things about it because I was talking about hip hop as a woman. And that's where I felt like I first hit myself. Like, you know, all right, I'm, this album, man, I'm an artist. Like, mm. I, like, I know, and I don't know everything yet, but I know where I want to go with it. Mm. And I was starting to get my own voice. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when it came. And then, to tell the truth, like, you know, as an artist, you kind of, as a man too, a human being, you kind of start, you find things about yourself and then you, you fall off and go this way. You know, like, it's like, it's a journey, like, because when you asked that question, I was like, well, I found myself then, but then I was seeking other things and, and, and things ain't aligned. I released another album and it, it might not connect, but then I go re- release another one and it did. So it's like, you find your foot and, and, and I think the most important thing I found was to be truthful with who, who and where I am at the time. Right. Like, and then, you know, sometimes people gonna be rocking with it. Sometimes, some, yeah. sometimes they not, but it's like, that's what being an artist is about. It ain't always gonna be like, it ain't always hit at the time where the whole world is celebrating it. And then sometimes it may. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I just decided to, to keep putting my intention in there and putting with the love and putting my truth in it. And you know, God willing, everything works out the way it does. Well, I mean, look at your longevity. I mean, 25 plus years in the game. What's changed since the first time you were, you know, started using your pen to your, you know, you're about to drop an album tomorrow. What, yeah. what has changed in that time from your point of view in your music? Man, in my music, I think I definitely become more confident. Like, you know, after after doing it more times and even like doing other things, like acting has actually helped me. Like. Being more open as a human being has helped me. And then, you know, the experiences I've had make me be like, man, it's all right. Like, I, I ain't afraid to fall. Right. But I ain't go, I envision myself always excelling and flying. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, and, and, and the way that shows up in my music is that I don't, like, it used to take me a year, a year to do an album, bro. Like, cause I go, cause I was looking for stuff to write about too. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, if I catch that inspiration, I ain't thinking twice. And and as this album is coming out, I mean, this is an album I started like the end of August, and now it's coming out. And and it's like I didn't second guess myself. I said this is what I'm supposed to feel. It. This is what I'm feeling at the moment, and I'm a, and I'm allow that to be. I ain't gonna think twice. I know what's dope, so I'm gonna stay on mm-hmm. what's dope and 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 go do that. So I think that's helped. And then you know I've been exposed to a lot more things, and you know I'm a Southside dude just growing up what I knew on the South side, but then eventually, you know, you get to travel the world, you get to mm-hmm. expose to do different people, you watch different films, foods, all of it, all the information. I always, one of my good friends as a musician was like, man, every time you 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 digesting new things, new information, you you feeding your like musical like palate in a way. Absolutely. Moving to New York, what did that do to your creativity? Man. That was um, that catapulted my creativity because Chicago gave me a, a strong foundation. I'm oh, man, ain't no other place I want to be from than from Chicago. And as I built on that foundation, what New York was like, all these different artists from different places that were there coming. You the got, melting I, pot, yeah. yeah it was a melting pot. Mm-hmm. So I was around artists that were fashion designers, that were musicians, that were like chefs, like, as artists, and, it, and and we all were like feeding each other. I was in a mm-hmm. melting pot. And I would be able to go to work. Like It was jam sessions going on at 1 in the morning. So I could go work on the craft there. I could go see some Gordon Parks exhibit, which I ended up using for the, my album cover for like Water for Chocolate, because my homie 
over here, this, this sister that make fashion told me about it. So I was around a lot of just dope art. And, and New York is one of those places where it like helps you to be free. Like you, you, mm-hmm. could, you could walk down the street, wear whatever the hell you be want, you. And, they, and they ain't gonna mm-hmm. look twice at you. Mm-hmm. So I think I was, I was in one of those stages where I was discovering another thing, another thing about you know me and what I wanted to express. So I was able to do it in a free space and not have to, there were all my homies like, Rosh, what you doing, man? That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Like, what are you doing? What you wear? Right. So, you know, that's part of like growing as a, as a, as a person. It's like, like you said, confidence yeah. in yourself, no matter what other people, that confidence in yourself is a motherfucker. Like yeah, for, for us, real. it's, you know, knowing that the coach has confidence in us, yeah. you know, but you're, you're doing something that it, all the confidence has to come from you. Yeah. Like, you got to believe in yourself first. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When y'all hit that spot where you knew, like, okay, I can actually go to the league. McDonald's game. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Tim Thomas, Jermaine O'Neal. I led the game in scoring. Yeah, that's when I yeah. knew. That's when I knew. Should have got the MVP. Should have got yeah. the MVP. I, but Kobe you. said I got it. He thought I got it, so I that's wanted it in my matters. mind. Yeah, that's all, that <laughs> that's all that matters. For me, yeah. it was just you know in college. You know, I was kind of a late bloomer. I was more of a football player than basketball player. So in college, is kind of where I found my ground. And even when, similar to Jack, even when we first got drafted, we didn't make it. Cause yeah. we, he went somewhere. I had to go play in the G League. Our, like our shit was a grind, grind, grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it made me appreciate it more, and that's why I played the way I played because, you know, almost for the first handful of years of my career, every game was an audition not only for my team but other teams around the league. So yeah. it was either yeah. going to be me or you. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. And that's how, you know, I got my reputation. But, you know, that's what I had to do to survive in this space. And then, you know, I turned it into 15 years. But there's shit you got to do to get on or, or, or it's, it's going to be someone else. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, 15 years. Wow. 2003, you win your first Grammy with Erica Badu for Love of My Life. What was that experience like? Love of My Life. That shit still go, right? <laughs> still go. Yeah, yeah. Jam right there, yo. yo. Yeah, thanks, man. Yo, that was amazing, man, because a Grammy was something I didn't know. I like, love her too. God she, damn, bro. She you cold, just bro. with everybody. I right? love her too. Hey, he was saying, we gonna talk to you about some, hey, we gonna talk to you about some shit off camera, but he was saying some shit right before you pull up. Like, do you realize? I'm like, yeah, we gonna talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you know, you know. Word you know, to yeah, you. Yeah, word, straight word, up. up. Yes, sir. And uh man, like that that was an incredible time and night, like to, to win a Grammy, like the first Grammy, and it was you know, like I said, Love of My Life was really based on I Used to Love Her. But we did the mm. song for Brown Sugar, which was also based on I Used to Love Her. So it was yeah. kind of like incredible that, that that it all went full circle. And then with Erica, you know, at the time, that was my lady. So it was like, man, we are, we doing this. But that like, record was everything, though. That re at the time of that record, that yeah. was everything, bro. Yo, man. Mm -hmm. and, it felt, and I felt so good to be able to do that record with her because she she obviously is a dope-ass, like, singer. But she a hip hop type chick yeah, too, you know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Yeah. And we we had Africa. Bambata. She got balls. She got balls, man. She a freestyler. <laughs> she got too, balls. Yo. She from Texas, you know. Yo, yeah, yo. But you know, we had Africa Bambata, who's the father of hip hop. He was in the yeah. video. Or Cool Herc. We had Cool Herc in there, who's the father of hip hop in there. And man, it was just like, you know, that night, man, we had the best jam session ever. Like it was Prince was there, like Jill Scott, mm. like. It was all like Floetry, the girl, Marsha and them, Raphael Sadiq, mm. you know, and Questlove and, and the Roots and James Poison, these cats oh my was God. playing. Just playing be a the, fly on the wall. Shit, just you know, they was, be a fly smoking a joint on the yeah. wall and just enjoying <laughs> that night. That's the jam session. That was the right. jam session, bro. Ooh. Like That joint turned out incredible. So that, that one... That Grammy, I was like, okay, I left it at my mother's house. Mm -hmm. My mother's like, I want special one. Uh, yeah, it's a special. the first one. Yeah, you experienced commercial success in 2005 with your album B. The grind to get there and to finally kind of be able to be crossed over to that. But 06 is like your album, your whole album is recognized. Yeah, but but by, by the uh, committee, what was that crossover like? And is that when you feel like you I made was, it? That or? was a, that was a, uh, you know, I ain't gonna. Find, I don't never feel like man, ah oh, man, it's, it's done. Like I made it. Like. I do sit there now. I take on moments where I'm like, man, let me appreciate this moment. Yeah, your hard appreciate. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate too this. often we don't. Man, too I, often we I, don't. I do that now. Like, mm -hmm. let me. I'm grateful to be here. Mm -hmm. This is what y'all brothers building. I would have never known watching the games. I'm gonna be sitting here building with y'all. Yeah. Right, right. So I take in the moment, but 
but I don't celebrate too long. Like I'll just be like, okay, I still got I still got new things that I want to accomplish and create. That moment I definitely was like, more than anything what I was taking in was like, cause I just come off of being like, people was like, man, Common doing this crazy. Like I, was, I did an album that was out there. It was called Electric Circus and it was like real different. So it was getting ridiculed and I ain't getting no critical acclaim or nothing. It was just like Cash was writing me off. So it was like a rebirth to do B. So not only did I feel like, oh man, I'm arriving in a, in a new way, but also was like, that was a, a moment in my life where I started having to really practice like speaking things into existence and, mm -hmm. and really believing what I'm saying. Like no matter if people talking shit or whatever, I gotta just be like believing who I am. And I started seeing it coming to fruition at that time. So B was that moment for me to be like, hey man, you got power in your mind. You got like, mm -hmm. you, your word means something. So, so do that. And I, and, I, and I became more confident in the way that, you know, I was around Yay and different mm. cats that was like, they was more like out there with this, like, look, I'm dope, blah, blah, blah. And I, and you know, and, and it made me see like, yo, you gotta claim what you are. Straight up. Like, you know, I would do it on the mic, but then it's like, even at times when we was doing listening sessions, you can't just sit back and be like bashful about it. Now, you, I ain't never tried to do it like, yeah, he did it or this too, but I still needed to be like- Your way. Yo, my way, like, yo, this, this is dope. Check it out, y'all. Like, Hell yeah. You know? So I kind of got into, that, that's what B, ended up being for me. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Kanye, you guys won a Grammy together. Someone yeah. from, uh, you know, Chicago. What was that experience like working with him and, and, and the type of uh, relationship you guys have? Yeah, Ye is, uh, see, I know Ye since he was like 19 years old because he was um, No ID who produced my first albums and just one of, that's my brother from Baby. Shout out No ID. No mm -hmm. ID, you know. He's solid. Yeah, that's my guy. He, he brought Kanye around because Kanye was like, they moms teach together, you know, they knew each other. So Kanye was this young producer who I would come around and he was hungry. But, it, you know, at the time his beats weren't, they was good, but they weren't like better than No ID. So I was like, yo, I got these No ID beats, but we we still would build. We would build, he come rhyme. So we was always cool. But in, in 2003, when I was starting to work on the other stuff, I was like, yo, yay, let's get on some beats. He was like, all right, cool. You know, cause I just did get him hot for his album. And he was like, cool. He started cooking up beats and it was just a real, it was, I felt like I grew a lot working with Ye because he had, he had a vision of, he loved hip hop and loved, like he knew the hip hop that I knew, but he also had a vision of how to make songs sound big where everybody mm -hmm. can hear it, but it still got that soul. And he was able to take, you know, my rhymes and, and we were able to create songs. Like he, and he was one of the producers who would, be like, nah, you should re-rap that, or nah, don't change that, and, or nah, we're gonna get this hook like this. And even like this song called The Corners, as soon as I laid the vocals, he was like, okay, the video gonna look like this, we're gonna mm. be in Chicago to smoke. So he had, he was he a visionary. Visionary. Yeah, a visionary. Yeah, visionary. So it was, working with him was was like that, and you know, and it was good to, like I was on his label, I was on good music, so it was good to be supporting my brother, right. and he was getting something out, out of it too. Right. So, who are some of the people you looked up to in your space? I go start from some of the earlier. For me, it was like Rakim and KRS-One, and um, Big Daddy Kane, EPMD. Then cats in my age group. I mean, and then NWA, Ice Cube, you know. And then cats in my age group became like the Nas, Biggies. Um, and uh, Black Moon and, and, and cats like that. 
And now, you know, I feel like it's still like new artists, whether it's Kendrick, um, I, you know, that's doing stuff. That's the span, I would say, from KRS to Kendrick is, mm -hmm. is kind of like what it ended up being. But, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I've been listening to a lot of 90s hip hop lately, just getting inspired. Music was different back then. I don't think we knew, like, we didn't have like as much things going on, so it was like we put More our focus. heart and soul into More the focus, into the right. hip hop, into these rhymes, into the beats, and the way the, mm. the drums sound, and the way the scratches were. And it's something prolific about artists nowadays. They put out a lot of music, but and and some of it is great, and then some sometimes it don't stick with you. Mm -hmm. Like and what what I was listening to with some of these some of the '90s hip hop was like, man, this music. Like I, I'm I'm bringing up '90s hip hop because. When the pandemic hit, I kind of went straight to what, what I needed to hear. Like, I wasn't trying to be like, let me try to be, you know, mm -hmm. please somebody else. I'm playing in my house. I'm playing this 90s hip-hop along with I listen to jazz music. I listen to gospel music. But that being said, 90s hip-hop was feeding me for what I was doing, working out and these things. And it made me see the essence of what, what, what I loved about it was, man, Cass was doing different things and, and experimenting with things and being flavorful. And everybody kind of was having their own sound overall. Own sound. Like whether whether you know, ghetto sound. boys like they was <clears throat> who they were. Um, you know, outcasts is who they who, who they were. Souls of mischief. Like these is shit. Do or die. Do or die. Everybody Come had on, man. Sound, man. Come on, do or mm -hmm. die. Twisted like yo. Mm -hmm. That's it. I love that. Early two thousands, you got the acting bug. How'd that come about? Yeah, my A and R who was working at my. The label I was on was I was on MCA. She said, "Man, I got an acting coach that, that I think you should work with," because she knew I wanted to get into acting. I always love so like, he. films. He want to get into acting too. Yeah, pull so me in. Hey, you, got some, me you got in. something for him? Slide pull me in, bro. Jack, we got pull me Jack, in. Jack, I'm gonna pull you in, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put you through. Yeah. Yo, you gonna be we gonna be working. That's like, what he We gotta work on the craft. Yeah, Jamie Foxx right, said the you know? same thing. That's what Jack wants. I'm yeah. ready. I'm Jack, ready. we yeah. work on the craft. Yeah, man. you got to. Yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. I worked on the craft. I'm like, I ain't trying to be a rapper actor. I mm -hmm. want to be. I'm an actor. Yeah, right. I told you some. Some people like. You know, look at you as an actor. Yeah. You know, not yeah. not a rapper that act like an actor. Yeah. Like, and that's that's, I, yeah. that's credit to you, dude. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I be like, damn, that, that made me. It made me feel good because it's you know. But no, yeah, not, not no disrespect to the music, yeah, but at the no same time, like you've you've not mastered, but you're you're a legitimate actor as yeah. well. Yeah, and that, and I mean, yo, I've definitely had like I've did this thing, and this and I and like one of the comments was like, I ain't know. The actor common raps. And I was like, <laughs> don't water yeah, me right. down. Because yeah. I'm multi-talented. Yeah, exactly, out of here. exactly. Yeah, Straight exactly. Up. But that that being said, man, I really took the craft serious and just started studying. And I was going to classes. And I was going to classes anytime in between tour. I just was going to classes and working on it. Then I started going on auditions. Wasn't doing good, but still working at it. Just working at the craft. Kept going to class. This one script or sides you know sides are like what you get when you're about to audition they only give you a piece of, of a scene these sides i really loved and i got to read the script it was for those movies smoking aces mm -hmm. and uh i was like i love this i gotta go was get dope. better get better so i went in and man i and that was the first call back i got yeah. and, and then i was geeked and i remember continuing to work on it work on it like work on the scenes while I was on tour, I flew back and got got uh, got in there in that room for my second audition, and I felt great with the audition. And man, I remember, I remember getting a call like three weeks later, 
I was sitting there, I was at a music conference with Kanye. We were about to, I was supposed to go on tour with Ye. And I was like, we was about to, the tour was booked and everything. And I got the call from the director, Joe Conahan, that I had got my role, got the role. And it was like, it was like bittersweet in a way, because I was about to have to go tell Ye, yo, Ye, I can't do this tour. Mm. He, he understood. He that. understood. My brother yeah, understood, he understood, man. He, he understood. And, and it was just, you know, that was from that point on, man, it was just like, even even roles where I didn't have a lot to do, it was like, and, and, and this is one of the things, Jack, that like, at the end of the day, some of it is just looking and getting roles so you can get the experience of just being on the set. It's just like getting shots up in the gym. Getting shots up. Simple as that. Yeah. Simple as that. Because then eventually, I really saw my acting improve and grow when I got to, do, I did a TV show that was called Hell on Wheels. It was like a Western. Man, I was working so consistently. I was getting shots up. Man. Yeah. I, and I, at that point, I started getting in front of the camera and I could start trying things mm -hmm. instead of just being like, okay, I got these lines down. And and I was doing all the other work, but sometimes you, you can forget to be as creative as you could be in front of the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you like... Thinking about so many other you think stuff. thinking about other stuff. And, like you, you, and you're thinking about how to do it right when right is just being in the moment, being present and letting it flow too. Because mm -hmm. if you prepare, it's like what y'all would probably feel in the game. It's like, if you've been putting up shots, you know when you get in the game, it's going to be natural you once gotta you You got to trust the process. Yeah. yeah, you put in the work. Yeah. Was it awkward to see yourself on, on TV acting the first couple times you've seen it or, or on a big screen? Like, what was that experience? Like an adult fight scene. Man, that, that, like that. That's, yeah, that shit was like, the first time, man, I was so geek because all my homies came. Yeah, and my yeah. mother was there. I even took my daughter. She was too young to probably see Smoking Aces, but I was like, yo, you <laughs> hey, got to see it. You got Come on, man. You know, it just was a joy. I ain't going to lie. I was watching every little moment. But I'm to be honest, I felt good about what I did in that movie. So after I got over my myself just like being critical, I was like, man, this is good, all man. Right, I'm in the yeah. movie. And then eventually, like some of the fight scenes like I get to do in John Wick, Sometimes I'm like, damn, we did all that. Like, we did, like, because yeah. it's like, it's a lot of work. It's that like, John Wick boy. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I love getting I know you love that one, yeah, man. I love getting to do that one, because, man, we, like, we, preparation, we go hard, man. And it's like, man, Keanu Reeves, just, he he the top level when it comes to that. He's he's someone that I feel like is, is he's been great. You know, I think he gets overlooked. He's been a great actor for a long he's been great, time, man. He's man. been great and done great movies. And yes. Like, he's been committed to it. And I, man, I for me, it, it, it reminded me of just like what an athlete would do because he wanted to work as hard as, like, I like working hard to get to where I get to. Mm -hmm. And because and, then it gives me, like, I know that I'm like, I'm ready. So... And the crazy part with John Wick, though, is the director, Chad, I love him. He's incredible. He did all the John Wicks, him and his partner. They, but you'll work on a whole scene and blah, blah, blah. Like, you'll work for weeks, months, really, working the choreography for, to a fight scene. And, man, he'll change it right there. You know, when it's time to shoot, he'll be like, no, let's try to. And that is a lot to, yeah, to try to pick too. up, you know, try to adjust. But... Because we did all that preparation, they study, you You kind of feel mm -hmm. confident, okay, I'm going to make it you happen. You still. just trust it. Yeah, right. yeah. I love working on, on, on that. And action action and drama movies are some of my favorite things to mm -hmm. do. You got to, the movie had to be good to make three of the, the same movie three yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be good. Exactly. That's exactly good. Yo, yo, three yo, times. Yo, yeah. they said. But the beginning of the third one, 
Man, about two million people died yeah, as soon as the movie come on, dog. That shit was fire, dog. Yo, they be killing it, man. You, work, you got a chance to, one of my all-time favorite movies with a deep, fun cast, you got a chance to work on a American Gangster with yes, Denzel. Sir, what was man. that like? Man, that was incredible. That, that was one of the ones where I was like, man, I tried out for one one role, I, and they said, um, nah, we, we think you you too young for that role, so try for this other one. And I tried out, and then they was like, nah. And I ended up making another tape and just took it to the casting director. And she was like, man, your passion for this is we just going to, you know, they cast the me. For you. We yeah. go, they, so they cast me as one of the brothers, um, which is funny because some people don't know, but in that movie, I was playing T.I.'s father. <laughs> which was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of crazy because he, yeah. you know, he, I'm about eight years older than him, but hey. We was acting, so we made it work. But right. I just was geeked to be in the movie because it was Denzel Washington yes. and Ruby D, the great Ruby mm -hmm. D. God bless our souls mm -hmm. in there, and Russell Crowe and really Scott directing. And the story was just so dope. When I read that story, and all the dope actors from Idris Elba to Chiwetel Ejiofor, all like I was like, man, this is an incredible cast. RZA, uh, yeah, the RZA, mm -hmm. the RZA mm -hmm. was dope in that yeah. joke too, man. Yeah, so. Yeah, man, that's one of my favorite movies I ever got to do. And, and that was one of the ones, man, literally, I only had like a few lines, but still, I was like, I'm It's a classic, I'm though, too. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic for sure. Yeah. Uh, you launched your own uh, entertainment company, Being yeah. Common, after doing under, uh, under a couple other labels. What was that experience like, being able to finally launch your own label? You know, early on, my friends was like, man, you need to start a label, start a label. And I wanted to be able to provide the channel for people to, to get out there. But I didn't feel like I had the team. And one thing I always want to do, because, man, when you're starting a label, you, you're dealing with people's dreams, man. Like, when mm. somebody come up and man. say, man, I, I got this music, that's their dream. And I know that feeling. So I was like, once we were, I had the right team around, we ended up starting Think Common. And, you know, now it's spread out to, like, I got something called Stardust Films, which, you know, which is film and TV production company and Stardust Kids, which is like really a collective where we put musicians, but it's also fashion designers and photographers just giving them platforms. Opportunities. Yeah, right. so so it's, it's really been good because I feel like, oh man, now I got the, the team in, in place and the infrastructure to really be able to go out and, and give people opportunities and, and not play with their dreams. Right. Give them a real opportunity, yeah. yeah. Uh, Selma, 2014, you got a chance to co-star, uh, play James Bevel. What was it like in uh, being able to play that uh, movie and, and that kind of impact, considering where we are in 2020 now? Selma was, uh, for me, that was like one, a life-changing moment um, for me because it was the first time I got on a movie set, and the movie was directed by Ava DuVernay, um, a black woman, and everybody on the set, from the director of photography, Bradford Young, who's super dope, to like our costume designer Ruth Ruth Carter, who ended up winning a yeah, uh, Oscar. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chico. Like the makeup was black, black men, black women. Like the lighting got so it was like, yo, this can this can happen, real, man. Right. Like this is dope. Mm -hmm. And then you know Oprah came in and was she was a producer on it and was just cool with everybody. We had like good times at like just even at her, her place that she had down there. And I was like, man, this is a I never felt this on a movie, like getting to work and see all these, you know, different black people working and 
I, I really started to learn what we could do with the films. And then when another thing that, that hit me was um, we got to sit down and talk with Ambassador Andrew Young, who was um, one of Dr. King's, you know, he's one of the men in the civil rights movement doing a lot of work. And he, he sat down and he was like, man, what are you willing to die for? Live for that. He was like, man, we was willing to die for freedom and justice, so we live for it every day. Mm. And man, that really struck me because I was like, mm. man, what am I what am I really willing to die for and what am I living for? It put the spark in me to be like, I gotta do more. When we talk about activism, that's when I was like, oh, I gotta do more. I gotta I gotta figure out ways and, and learning that these people were strategizing and coming up using their creativity to, to come up with ways to so that we can vote, so that we can right. sit in, in the area we need to sit in, so that our schools, you know, working to get our schools better. So all that work that they did, I just felt I started learning more and feeling like that was, as you said, the torch. We, yep. It's our it's turn. Passed. Yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. Olympics. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what yeah. i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Coming from uh, Chicago, when you hear the word icon and your name next to it, how does that make you feel? Man, that's a great feeling, man. It's like incredible i'm gonna embrace it you know before at times you'd be like uh you know try to i'm gonna embrace that and say man i'm so grateful to be from chicago and to be called that and i hope that like other shorties in chicago and wherever you're from can feel uh, inspired by that Mm -hmm. and, and know that yeah at first i didn't see myself as being that but you at some point will and you and as you see it you will be it but you know from the beginning it was just a dream and just something 
that that I saw myself doing something in the world. And I and with that being said, I just hope that, that any youngins could feel like, man, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I'm gonna do something. And you know, if Icon go besides your name, mm. then then embrace that and and use it for you know for the good of all. Before we leave Selma, for you and John Legend created Glory. The original uh, original yeah. song that you know I highly acclaimed, critically acclaimed, won some awards for it. How'd that come about? After doing the movie Selma, I was and it, like I said, it affected me in different ways. So I was really inspired, and they were looking for a song for the. They were looking for music for the for the movie, but they hadn't come to me or whatever. So one day, man, you know, that's why I say, man, listen to God, listen to yourself, man. When you get that gut feeling, go with that, it. Go with it, cause I I had a gut feeling. I was just like. I was talking to my to my manager, who was my manager at the time, and he, one of my best friends, Derek D, and we was, and he, we had been saying, man, you should do this and do that. I said, man, let me just call John. I'm about to call John Legend. I hung up the phone with him and called John and just explained to him everything. Like, look, I was part of this movie Selma. They ain't expecting a song from us, but let's create something. They need something. This what this what this what it is. He was like, man, I'm in London. I'm on tour. I won't be back in the states for another month, two months. But I'll work on something. I'm off on Wednesday. I remember he's like, I'm off on Wednesday. I said, cool. I hung up the phone. And as soon as I hung up, I texted him some titles because I just had some titles. I was getting sparked. And I texted him, and Glory was the third title. I, I texted him. So he took that title. He said he heard, he saw that title, and he just went to the piano and started recording mm. like mm. That, that hook in, in, the, in, the, in the chords. And when he sent that to me, I was like, oh, man, we got, I was like, oh, it's time to go to work, G. We We got got one. We got one. (laughs) My daughter said, uh, my daughter said, I walked out of that booth because she was at the studio. And I told her, I said, yo, I'm going to get an Oscar for this one. Mm. She said, I said, yo, we're going to get an Oscar for this. And she said, she was looking at me like, oh, this, yeah, he think he going to get an Oscar. And then she she said she was watching it on TV that night, the, the night of the Oscars, and was like, Damn, he said he was gonna get yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, that's what's up. That's Yo, what's up. You gotta put that. Yeah. You gotta put that energy out there, that's man. That's a big record. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, man of many hats. Activism is something you're very passionate about. Where do we go from here uh, with our society? How do we get more representation that looks like us? What are some some things you want to give to your audience, our audience, and and people who are leaning on us for information? Man, first of all, one of the things I do want to say, activism is is key. Like, is key. And, and a lot of activism does start with first self-activism too. Right. Meaning, as much work as you do f- for others, you still gonna have to do work on yourself too. It's like you work you work them simultaneously. So like getting knowledge of self, taking care of self is gonna be important so you could be the best activist you can be. Right. That being said, you know it's identifying things. Both of you all have been activists. Like you got thrown into it even more because of what happened this year. Mm-hmm. Um, when the situation is called upon, you gotta just embrace it. Embrace it and just go do it. And uh, and and know that you you're not gonna have all the answers. I ain't got all the answers. We ain't got all the answers. But we we seekers and we find what we what we find and we deliver. And like the things that we learn and we take those lessons and and move forward with them. I think it's important to identify the things that you want to see change from the smallest thing in your neighborhood. One lady. When I was doing a visual um, in, in Baltimore, it was like, man, I just want the streets to be clean, like to pick up trash. It's a simple thing, but it's a pride thing. She wanted that. You can make sure somebody in your neighborhood 
a political person or an organization is doing that. Or if you want to see the educational system be changed, figure out ways that you can partner with people to open up schools. We've been able to open up a school in Chicago called AIM, Art in Motion. And we and it's less than two miles from my crib mm. where I grew up. We got our kids, our kids meditating. Our kids are like, they, you know, they learning about every different aspect of, of things that I never got introduced to. And, that, and the point is, from the biggest thing, we don't have to be, you don't have to be Dr. King, you don't have to be an athlete, you don't have to be an artist to make the change we're talking about. Absolutely. Um, and it's just really identifying what you're passionate about. And if you can, every day, make a step towards it. And you can, so do it every day. Just make a step towards it. And then that being said, as we spoke earlier, team up with people who can teach you and, 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 and you grow with them and build with them. Mm-hmm. I think those are some of the things that are key to to us moving forward. So you're on a, a five-state tour right now. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we've been going to um, different swing states that, that's dealing with the election and also just states that really affect the election right now um, and just building with the people, encouraging people to vote, supporting the people who have been working at the polls mm-hmm. for, for a long time. We right. actually performing for them, performing dope, the new dope. music for Hell them, just yeah. music, just giving them love. And we also meeting with some of the candidates. So if, if for me, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna say, hey, support Jamie Harrison, like you said, you gotta look I, in I the eyes. I gotta look gotta in the eyes and say, look, these are some of the things I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like from the people of the community, this right. is, they telling me this is what they need. You gonna deliver that yes. for me? Uh, and <laughs> and right. you know, like where we at? And then. You know, just be able to look someone in their eyes. So we, we've been, and I've been going in with different candidates like Jamie Harrison and mm-hmm. going around and meeting with the people and going into their, their communities and just saying, hey, y'all, let's vote. It's people here that care about you. Right. So it's been a powerful experience um, to go to these different places and just connect with the people, especially during a time where everything has been, you know, we ain't been able to be on the grounds with right. a lot of people. But I think it's necessary sometimes, you know, as much as we can have influence on social media and different things, it is great to be able to be face be to there. face with. Well, that's what Jack, some Jack spoke on. You know, through all his endeavors, he's still doing. Just came from somewhere, but looking at these people face to face and being in the trenches with them, and how important and what what difference yeah. is made in on the way Jack looks yeah. at things. Yeah, Jack, that's a whole nother thing, huh? You just find out how many people really need how bad their situation is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how many people need people like us to speak up for them. Yeah, I never would have known. You know how many people and, and how many people that need our voice, you know. But actually being out there touching these people, talking to them, hear their stories, and seeing their face when they see us there, knowing that we care about them, knowing somebody care, it's a totally different changes. feeling, bro. It changes. Yeah. Well, people always like people want to say like, well, you you don't you you don't live in the hood no more. You don't have no you you have money. Why does this bother you? And what people don't understand is we were the lucky ones that made it out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could have been one incident, one thing in school, one incident that we could have been these statistics. We could have been these same people that never looked made it out. You know, so like you guys are both saying, it's our almost our duty to be the voices for the people that weren't fortunate enough to make it out, but still show them that there's you know there's some brighter days coming. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Yeah, and I was taught as a youngster never jump ship and end up in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might yeah. want to end the show on that. <laughs> that's that's it right there. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah, that's... Shit. Yeah. All right, we're almost to the end. Quick hitters. You're Mount Rushmore of artists. Yeah, I want to hear this. Oh, is it all, all hip hop artists or just artists? Is you, is you, it's your mountain. All right, my mountain. I'm putting Stevie Wonder in there. Mm. I'm putting Nas in there. I put John Coltrane in Ooh, there. 
Um, I put Aretha Franklin in there. Um, how many people I could put on Mount Rushmore? Uh, Give you two more. That's four. Yeah. It's a I'm big gonna put, mountain. I'm going to put uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to put Lauren Hill. That's my Mount Rushmore. Hey, I, I, I want to hear y'all Mount Rushmore. I, I, I want to speak on that Stevie line because I said a line on my album. I say people don't understand how talented Stevie is and how deep he had to be. He blind, but he's seen a ribbon in the sky. Uh, just just uh, think how deep that is, yeah. how deep he had to be. Yeah. Talk to him, Jack. Who's, yeah. who's on your yeah. Mount Rushmore? My, uh, uh, hip-hop period yeah. or just, just artist music. period? Artist music. Oh, I'm going with uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, wow, I miss Mike. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, I'm I'm going Prince with... too. Oh man, hold yeah. on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give you what three or four? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give you four. I'm going Michael Jackson, probably uh, Al Green, mm. Whitney Houston, and it's gonna be corny, but he's one of my favorites, Michael McDonald. <laughs> I like your Michael McDonald. I like Michael McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael McDonald. Yeah. Like my old school favorites. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 My bad. We got to honor that. That on my own with him and Pat LaBelle. That's a classic. That's a classic. I got Michael Jackson. I got Tupac, Raphael Sadiq. I'm a Ooh, huge fan oh, of yeah. Raphael Sadiq. We can't miss yeah. Raphael Sadiq and probably Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. You can't miss. Like we all can't miss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we all yeah, put yeah, some names out miss. there. But just it's always been so dope because we've been athletes. But it's just like you know he's made the crossover. Like the world doesn't move without music. Yeah, you know at all. I mean, you can always put a you can, you can remember a time in your life when you hear a song like shit. I remember what I was doing when I was twelve and ninety two when I heard this shit. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? That's, music is so inspirational, and I, I admire people who have have been able to have longevity and do it because, like I said, it's. It's the soundtrack to our life. Yeah, you know bro. What I mean, I real mean, shit. Through everything you go through, music is what gets you through, helps you through anything. You know, that's why I was a big fan of Tupac because Tupac could have you ready to fuck somebody up, but he had me ready to fuck somebody up. And then he also <laughs> talked about, you know, Dear Mama and Brenda's yeah. Got a Baby mm -hmm. and the Black Panther. You know, yeah. he's, he has a, he has a song for every emotion, and and, and that's why I love music yeah. so much. Yeah, music. I I, I really like began to appreciate it even. More. I mean, I appreciate it throughout my whole life because, like you said, it's just. It's moments in my life where music has been it. That's it. it. But but it's the soundtrack. But then you know during this time it was like, man, I was you know whether it was just hopping on, like hearing DJs spinning whether it was D Nice or Questlove and they and just seeing people, like how we was coming together through music or just people yearning to hear music and even me playing music, at home I was like man. Music is man. It's it's essential. It's, it's divine, everything. brother. It's a must. Yeah. So I I feel you. It's on a, it's a crazy feeling when you when you're around your people and somebody play that song. All you hear is hey. Yeah. Everybody get to do right. yeah. That's a that wonderful shit. feeling, yeah. man. Yeah. That is a yeah. wonderful yeah. feeling. All we gotta do is make that noise. Yeah. Hey, we there. It's going down. So we hear you got a basketball train. You still work on your game. You're starting five. Four other people with you, past or present. My starting five. With you in it. Yeah. Well, wait. Let me be clear about. <laughs> let me be clear about basketball. I had a trainer. I used a trainer when I was uh, working for the trying to get. I was I was playing for the celebrity game. I was trying to because we was in Chicago and I was like, I gotta show you up. Got, got yeah. to. Yeah. I, I, I got, got MVP, to. By the way. Just hey, so yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. He did that. He did that. Hell yeah. But, it paid uh, off. Yeah, hey. You ain't gotta give no disclaimer. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was working on your game. I was working on, I was working on my game. game. I was coming home. I had I had to win MVP. I put my time in. Yeah. Yeah. Put my time in. What you mean? What you mean? Hey, but uh, man, I'm going, Mike. LeBron, mm -hmm. Magic, and need a big man and Shaq, man. I'm, I'm gonna go with Shaq because 
That's Shaq tough. is dominant, man. Like, Shaq, whew. Most dominating player ever. Ever. Bro. I, I got to hear from y'all. I know we got to go, but I got to well, hear you, from you. Go ahead. Uh, my all-time starting in. five. You put yourself no, in. I don't want to put myself. He in did that. Play. Yeah. He, he did it. He didn't play though. But still, that's, you got to put yourself in. I'm it. gonna be the sixth man then. Okay. So I got. Uh, <laughs> I'm I got starting. Fuck that. Yeah. Kobe, right. Mike, LeBron, Magic, and Shaq. Mm. All right. I'm going small lineup. I didn't give you much shooting. I just gave you a bunch of dogs. Okay. We're I'm going. Shit I'm going. <laughs> Braun at the one. Kobe at the two. Me at the three. No, I'm going to go big. Shaq and Tim Duncan. Ooh. That's my lineup. You're not going to be able to stay with our lineup, though. Yeah, I just... got a lot going on. I'm really over there spotting up. I'm in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm Load shooting, already. Yeah. Ready Loaded. to rock it down. Loaded. Hey, who was the player that made y'all, like, most... That you can remember made you most mad? Like, yo, I hate playing against this mug. Like, well, it, it wasn't a hate. It was... I knew that this was going to be the night where I could possibly get... 40 put on me, or it was going to be a night where I had to work the hardest. And it was Bring Kobe. Bring your lunchbox. On, on, Kobe. By far. You're going to work the hardest that night. By yeah. it, before Any two guard, every night I played with, and we man him guarded everybody. everybody. From uh, Dirk Nowitzki to small guards, Chris yeah. Paul, all of them. Nobody makes you work harder than Kobe. Kobe hell no. What? Was it just... He, he relentless. Every set. play. He, don't matter. And he's, <laughs> he go he, and get the ball every play, he's too. He's got that I don't give a fuck gene. So Kobe told me one time, he's like, I'll miss 30 straight shots and take the 31st shot like the other first 30 didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a cold motherfucker. And, you know, and he like, making them know. Yeah. That's a cold, bro. Yeah, nah, he, he was yeah. relentless, bro. Kobe was a monster, yeah. I mean, because, you know, like Jack said, our job every night outside of spot up is shooting and was guarding the best player on every team. So that's D-Wade one night, Carmelo one night, KD yeah. one night, Ginobili one night, CP3 one night, Klay Thompson one night. Didn't you matter. name him. Yeah. Kobe then, one night. Hey, then some nights we got to go out there. Power Dirk, forward, you yeah. Chris Bosh. Yeah. Me and him got to guard all these people. Carlos Boozer. Yeah, yeah, all that. Big yeah. strong. We, we out there 220, guarding yeah. 260, 270. Yeah, back they when got they us really about 150 pounds. Hey, did, did the refs ever... Talk shit back to y'all. Oh, yeah. oh yes, sir. Especially me. Yeah. They was talking oh, shit. Oh my god. Jack be cussing them oh, all out like god. a man. That, no, that, oh, hey, that we believe god. team. I used to have to like. I used to be the peacemaker. And if you know anything about me, me being a peacemaker, yeah, exactly. shit has gone <laughs> work. way south. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. actually my 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 shrink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. like cause, cause he to say Matt was my shrink. Yeah, yeah. I be on the same shit, but that's how often like I was like I was like shit. We both can't be off the off the rocker then, right. so I got to be some sort of sense because if we both out the rocker with this whole motherfucking arena might get burnt down. We had so. a game we both got kicked out. Probably. Yeah, we had a game Probably smoked as soon as we got on the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> you know how we do. Five, uh, five dinner guests, dead or alive? Five dinner guests. This is always one of the best questions we I know, ask. I love this. This is, this is amazing. Um, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Solid. Yeah, I probably would go with um, Marvin Gaye, too. Michael Jackson, man. Yeah. I always wonder what Michael Huge Jackson. Huge fan of Mike. I just, we, uh, yeah. Pick his mind. Yeah, I would love to pick Mike's mind. I'm going to say Frederick Douglass. And I'm yes. saying Frederick Douglass because he lived in a time where I'd be like, what the hell? How is this going down? So is that four or five? That's four. That's four. Four. I'm going to say Nina Simone because I love Nina Simone. So, That's yeah, that would be. That would be mine. A good book you'd recommend considering the, the, the current climate of America? You know what? I think the book I would suggest is a book called The Prophet. It's by Khalil Gibran. It's short, but it's written well, man. Mm -hmm. and, it's, um, and, man, I always go to it because it's like it, it just reminds you about philosophies in life. 
and not getting too caught up in the in the, mm -hmm. in the stuff. And I feel like you could be from any walk of life and, and read the prophet. It, yeah. and, and so I'm gonna say the prophet, Khalil like Gibran. That. Yeah, Khalil Gibran. Yeah, I read. I read a lot too. Yeah. So. What's the book y'all got for me? I'm halfway through uh, Message to a Black Man. Man, that was. I'm halfway through that one. Man, the new Jim Crow. Oh man, and that's I've been a, sitting on it for a minute. I get hot and cold with it, but I picked it back up just recently. So yeah, that was one of the things that I got to sit down with Michelle Alexander. And that's what, honestly, was the thing that kind of, I read the new Jim Crow, but then sitting down with her, she was like showing me how the prison system, because I was like, man, I'm trying to do this work in Chicago, all the violence, trying to stop the violence. She was like, you know, the prison system is tied into that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the more we put people incarcerated and then they come back and ain't got no, you know, yeah, and it's money too. And, but just them coming back to society, they don't, they, if they ain't been really rehabilitated or healed the, the, is the word I like to use, then they're bound to come back. They're bound to come back. Deprogrammed. Yeah, they gotta yeah. be deprogrammed. Yeah, mm -hmm. deprogrammed. Simple mm -hmm. as that. So yeah, I love that the new Jim Crow too. Mess to the black man. I used I was reading that. Yo, man, that was that book got a lot of a lot of knowledge in it. Mm -hmm. And I I was reading How to Eat to Live too, because that's that book was helping me yeah. um, get, you know, learn like what Take I need to be eating. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Last question, and we kind of touched on it earlier. A guest you would like to see on our show? Yeah, well, we said Queen Latifah, so I like to see Nas on y'all. Oh, man, that, him. And, and tell him when we, he say that. Go ahead, had, finish you, it. You, no, you could tell him. That's your part. I would tell him then. When you say that, you got to help us get it. Right, get I'm him there, on here. I'm there, I'm the God Nas, yeah. and we oh. spoke before. Actually, I, a while back, probably like six, seven years ago, I bust a rhyme for him. On um on his radio station that we both was on, and he, he was impressed. Yeah. But I never yeah. met him in person. But we want to have Nas, Nas on the show I'm for sure. So brother, if you can help us, Jungle, you make hear it happen. Me? Jungle, I'm gonna hit you up. We need the we, God we, Nas. Nas. We need Nas. God on here, yo. Nas. Yes. His new album is oh, crazy. Yes. Yes. Ultra Black. Yeah, Ultra what? Black. That's yeah. what it's called. Hit Kai Boy. The God. Yeah. Hit Boy killed it. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, man. Thank man, you, man, Common, thank for your you, time. Bro. Good luck with man, everything. You, hey, we really yeah, want to like, we really want to link with you with the you know the, the prison system stuff you're doing, man. So yeah. if we can get online, we're gonna exchange information. Shoot a man. show so from there. Shoot a show yeah, from one of that. these prisons or something, and let these guys tell their story. And I got yeah. another acting coach. Yeah, Come on, let's go. I'm here, right, bro. I mean, yeah, between him and Jamie Foxx, bro, you can't lose. I know yeah. they both you got my back. We did. That's a wrap. Uh, all the smoke. Thank you to Common again, my brother Jack. Great show. You can Jack find this on Showtime Basketball YouTube. I heart. All the 10 billion sponsors Man. we got now. <laughs> you can find us sh sh Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart family with Black Effects. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Uh, peace. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.